Hello, and welcome back to another episode of What? A completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast, where we do unasked for audio commentary of Star Trek episodes. Here are your hosts, Sean. Get me to my regular doctor. They're familiar with my weird things. Matt. It's completely bonkers, and, and yeah. I didn't understand what was happening, <laughs> yeah. like, 80% of the time, but I loved it. Jake. His abs unfurled. Philippe. I don't have honor! <laughs> What's the point? I want to live and sing and dance. Karen. Uh-oh, this show is so good, we're just, like, watching it. Min Win. Would you fuck, marry, or kill me? <laughs> all of that. I do all, <laughs> three. all three in that all. order. Dear Diary, I kissed an android today, and he told me he felt nothing. Make it so. Today, we're watching uh, The Perfect Mate. Mm. <sighs> um, and I got 45.32. Can we just... I gave it a 6.3. <laughs> you watched nine minutes and 25 seconds of it because I saw it on the... Yes, I did. On the thing. That was enough to know. That was how long it took you to realize yeah. it was 6.3. <laughs> I wish you hadn't chosen that number because... That was, that was right square in your, uh, where your torpedoes were heading. Just, I started to read your size and I was like, I better put my number in now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I tell you something real quick? You know, the other day you said that the front of the Enterprise, like the front engine part of the Enterprise, looks like a USB-C drive. <laughs> yes. I said that to Stan when we were watching this episode a couple of weeks ago. And now that's all either of us can see. <laughs> Whenever we watch Star Trek now, which we do quite like... a bit, every time we see that, we're yeah. and it's it's specifically... This enterprise, because yeah. the right. rest of them don't look like that. They don't have that little. This all, one exactly looks like yeah. where you plug your phone in. Some of them have like a dish there covering yeah. up. Once you see it, you can't unsee right? it. Right. Mm. Um, this episode's a mess, and it's forty-five thirty-two on the clock. But it has oh, sexual content. We also should re just real quick um, open the kimono to bring back a. A phrase. Yeah. It had been canceled for a while, but. We are recording on a Monday night. <laughs> it's a weekday <laughs> warped. People have to go to work in the morning. <laughs> it's late at night. We not only is it a Monday, it's late on a Monday. Yeah, you might think that warped is our job. and It's, it's like we're right. in college, you guys. It supports a lifestyle. What I'm wondering is how this is going to go. So okay. let's find out. <laughs> 45, 32 on the clock. I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one punch. There the she is. Green mm. planet. Seems fuzzy. Like fuzzy it is green. a little, I think it's buffering or something. Oh. Is it? Or is it just like a tennis ball? <laughs> Why do you have a big thing of tennis balls in the studio, by the way? Uh, you never know. <laughs> I told him. That I was wondered the what I was like. The, everyone else was like, "Oh, there will be an answer." Oh yeah, for why those are here. Have you? Seen it won't involve end? tennis, no. but there it will be an answer. Involves tennis. It loosely involves tennis, just like Star Trek. This hey Sean, outfit. do you know about this guy? Because 
I feel like I've seen this guy in a million things, but he I didn't is, look him up. His, Did you? Uh, his name is Tim O'Connor. Okay. He has been in a million things. Yeah. He was on Buck Rogers. That's it. He's the Buck Rogers uh, guy. He's the doctor on yeah. Buck yep, Rogers. Yep, yep, that's it. But he's been in a million things. That's he's also the perfect mate. Died in 2018 <laughs> at the ripe old age mate. of 90. So he had a long life. Wow. Look at that outfit. Yeah. He was he looks- on Peyton Place. <laughs> oh, nice. I love Peyton Place. That is a soapy movie. Yeah. And yeah. a show. Was he on, it the, was show? on the show? Yeah. He well, the movie the begat the show. It's all soapy as hell. That's true. But yeah, pretty much any hour long television show in the 70s and 80s, he, did he was on. Spot on. Yeah. Is that supposed to be like the equivalent of a hoopty uh, of this ship? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about the Ferengi shit? Oh, I thought I just saw something about those. I'm not hearing it with that shuttle. So I just felt like there's something like. Yeah, I had forgotten that there were Ferengis in this. Oh yeah. And then Stan, when we, right before we started watching this, Stan was like, is this the one with the Ferengis in it? Yeah. I was like, there's no Ferengis in this. It's about Femke Jensen. <laughs> and Stan was like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure there's Ferengis in it. There, there, are, there they are. Right. There's a Ferengi. There they are. One of them is played by. Max Grodnichek, who will play wrong. <laughs> Say that again. Grodn- Say his name again. Grodnichek. I don't. I, I don't That's know. why we have the tennis balls. That yeah. sounds like a tennis player to me. Grod- <laughs> Grodnichek. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we will get to know him very well in Deep Space Nine. Yep. He's there. He is on Quark's, the left. There he is on the Quark's left. lovable brother, Rom. Rom, one of the great characters. Father of Nog. I love how they barge in. Like, yeah. <laughs> one of the great like, characters oh, of right. Star Trek. Yeah. This remind me of like just like. I just think it's hilarious how yeah. many of the like long-standing Ferengi in Deep Space Nine all played Ferengi of other origin, like other characters, but were Ferengi. And, well, there's like, a very specific sort of, I guess, even without the makeup, Ferengis are small and skinny, right? Right. So you're little people. They, you have a sort of like yeah. specific type that you're looking for, and I guess if you find someone who looks good as a Ferengi willing in the makeup take on the and is willing to, to sit there yeah. while you do it and is a good actor on top of all of that, then you just, yeah. you know, you keep that name in your Rolodex. I mean, there, is there a Yao Ming or Shaquille O'Neal of the Ferengi that occasionally <laughs> There's not. I've never seen a tall Ferengi. <laughs> tall Ferengi. <laughs> like a big, a big, like... He's like their warrior. The job of the hut yeah, of the yeah, Ferengi. Six feet tall. Like, yeah, you know, it's like five Or just gigantic. Just muscle bound. And... No. <laughs> every Ferengi can't looks throw, like every... Every Ferengi looks like every other Ferengi, yeah. including the women. It's yep. it's classic Star Trek. Every alien race looks one way. Yeah. Right. Humans look like all kind of different things, but yeah. every, if you're an alien, you look like every yeah. other that, alien. That Vulcans are Allowed to have like any kind every of Vulcan style. has the same haircut. <laughs> yeah. Every Vulcan has the same haircut. Yeah. Every Klingon has the ridges. <laughs> like they just. That's why I say all those planet. It's like everything is like a planet with a theme. It's like yeah, oh, they all right. I, yeah. It's all like one economy. It's the a desert planet. planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's the Star Wars thing yeah. where it's yeah. like. It's a forest moon. It's yeah. nothing but forest. Yeah. Right. Wow. What's the stats? We're Sean? watching season five, episode twenty-one, "The Perfect Mate." Original air date April twenty-fifth, nineteen ninety-two. Ferengi machinations unleash a diplomatic gift aboard the Enterprise. The rare empathic perfect mate, ready to bond with any male around her. Mm-hmm. 
Aaron, you watched the first nine minutes and 57 seconds of this episode. Correct. And what did you say your guess was? 6-3. That's Kay. a good guess. I liked it. I'm going to go 7-7. Seven, seven. I'll call it the Phoenix effect. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Anybody else? He looks like he's uh, coming to America. Yeah, <laughs> they've t- they've put like makeup they on. His, they've put makeup on the bottom of his earlobes to connect them to the sides of his cheeks. Wait till you see it again. Like that was at O'Connor's his... insistence. <laughs> he was not part of the original costume. Six point I think nine. Six What'd you say, nine? Jake? Six point nine. I'm gonna say five point eight. No, well, it's uh, better than that. I know. I'm He's go like with... the average height of an adult. Five point eight is like <laughs> five point eight is like this is episode is incompetent. Yeah. It's not that bad. I know. It's probably a six. I'm going. I'm gonna say six six. Seven three. Damn. Wow. So six nine is your winner. Hey. Whoa. Nice. Nice. Um, I think Famka probably bumps it up, huh? I think Famka probably. You know, she is very good in it. She is very good, and in the it. Yeah. and the the Ferengis are a nice add of uh, comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're classic Ferengi. By this point in the show, goofy, they Ferengis. are just yeah. classic bumblers, right? Yeah. Yeah. He literally bumbles his yeah. way yeah. into this. Was me cleaning the podcast ranch today? <laughs> <laughs> I want a robe like that guy's got. He looks <laughs> terrific. Pretty billowy. You need some shiny fabric. Look at those in your gloves, eye. man. I yeah. like the oh, high. Those, those, like, those are like a superhero yeah, style. Yeah, they gloves. got angles. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the Ferengi have been allowed to just roam the ship. Yeah, I know, right? Like you would think that if you have two Ferengi on board who are like sort of famously schemers yeah. and manipulators, yeah. you would be like fine we rescued right. you stay in, stay your, in your quarters oh. until we take you somewhere where we can let you off but instead they're just running around the ship they were bothering me. jean-luc yeah. they were and jean-luc yeah. doesn't even say get the fuck out of here dude <laughs> he's just like pardon me we'll be in- here we go this was me earlier yeah. <laughs> i was like people need a place to sit down i gotta move this stuff uh-huh. no the frank you had giant me- blue barrels you in here have a- this room this room has everything you'd be surprised the metamorphosis it has to undergo just <laughs> just have just to turn into the studio yep yeah. But, Normally it's all it's docking yeah, bay it's three. I'm climbing up on barrels yeah. trying to get to it. No, the Ferengis immediately reminded me of like when when your kids bring over friends who are just like dicks, yeah. <laughs> and they come in and they're all like they're all like you can tell they're excited to be there, but then they're all like make, yeah. they're like I guess it's all right. Like they're all like. Yeah, finally Jordy is joining the one who's like they're wandering everywhere. Yeah. Like it's totally like that. Yeah, it's okay if I use your toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can I stick your toothbrush in my? But they're butt? also like yeah. insulting yeah. you the whole time. It's I'm like no, and they take it out of their butt. I'm like you're supposed to ask for <laughs> you. Never. Mind. It's better to ask <laughs> forgiveness <laughs> than permission. Yeah, so like they, everyone knows like, that, yeah, and they're pre- the they're frangy. using your remote. Yeah. Remember those barrels? Those are what fell on Worf and broke his back. You think he would have drop kicked them all? Never never has there been less need to stand on a bunch of barrels. It's not even clear why he's standing. 
I feel like this thing feels so futuristic that it could easily be knocked over by some spilled barrels. Yeah. It's like, mm, maybe don't put it in the barrel room then. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Do we have any rooms with They couldn't have found a more secure location for it than one of the docking bays. That, uh, that Ferengi are allowed in. I know, for exactly. Some it's barrels everywhere. Egg uh, is hatching. And then it's What's like. Inside? I think the Ferengi's benefited from. The fact that their mind is occupied by that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I They're suppose. Busy hosting. But I think then... I feel like there should be just like a basic rule that like yeah. visitors to the ship are not allowed. Well, now into... they're confined to court. Well, they should be restricted <laughs> yeah. to a few areas, like ten right. four. The public You can go yeah. to the restaurant. <laughs> you can go to the barbershop. Yeah, exactly. He literally says he was looking for the barbershop, which is a funny joke because Ferengis are bald. Yeah, but... hair. There yeah. she is. Yeah. There's Stampka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got the trill oh. makeup on. She's not a trill, but she's got the trill makeup on. Was this her first it was in thing, you think? I mean. um, I don't know. I didn't look up her. It's pre-X-Men. Oh, oh it's yeah. before GoldenEye. That GoldenEye was the Oh, first. yeah. GoldenEye would be the first thing I remember her from. Is this before that? Yeah, I yeah. Think so. this is ninety two. What year is Goldeneye? Like ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. way earlier. Maybe it was. Well, maybe not that. Maybe ninety. I don't know. Her Let name is see. Kamala. That sounds about right. Ninety five or ninety six. I would say Sean. her name is Kamala. Kamala. They say it Kamala on the show, not Kamala. Well, that's coming. Screw me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This she had been it's in like one of the Andrea can be said a but... hundred different ways. She was on this, and then she just did a bunch of stuff, kind of. She didn't do a bunch of, like, European stuff before this? No. No. And then 95 was when Goldeneye. 95. She was in Lord of Illusion, mm-hmm. the uh, Cl- Clive With Parker, Scott Bakula, Scott Bakula movie. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, she was in one other thing. <laughs> Look how horny Riker is. They're both just like excited. I didn't recognize her because she. I'm not used to her with such dark hair. Doesn't she normally? Oh, I thought you were going to say because of the spots. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Her in X Men, she has like a red hair. They give her red hair because Jean Grey has red hair in the comic books. She's got dark hair though in Goldeneye. Does she? Yeah. Xenia on the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. On a on a top. On a top. That was yeah. her last name. She has a classic yeah, Bond she, girl. She name. crushed yeah. men with her legs. That's right. Was her was her go. That's a, that was her kill move. That was her kill move. She would crush them between her thighs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at her. She's an empathic metamorph. That's what she's telling them right now. Mm-hmm. This episode uh kind of reminds me of the gay episode we watched a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. sure where it feels like they're 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 trying to tackle issues that they aren't quite able to tackle because this episode is kind of about like feminism and like free will but it doesn't quite know how to handle that Especially in a 1992-y kind of way. I think this episode is not great. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it is aged badly. Let's put it that way. She's really good. She's really good. And 
thing is, I thought it actually harkened back to like Regency, like you know, your Pride and Prejudice, your Jane Austen, because you know, back when they used to groom girls for marriage. Sure, it's an arranged marriage. Yeah, but the thing, but it's a little worse than that because of the the whole. So she's in a she's in an egg pod because she's gonna get married. Yeah, she's in an egg pod because she's gonna get married, but she's been like specially genetically made to marry a specific guy and but, just like been in storage for a while. Yeah, but her <laughs> whole thing is once she like imprints on the dude she's oh, supposed that's to right. marry. She imprinted on Picard. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, so she's and she kind so of is like a mirror. Saw the very to end and the very beginning. No, she <laughs> she imprints on him. She's like no, right calls at the him very something. End. No, she does it when she walks out of the egg. She goes right up to Picard and is oh, like... Oh, she thinks he's the other guy. Yeah. She thinks she he's thinks the he's guy the she's guy. supposed to marry. Yeah, but there's so like I, a, I but count that as imprinting. Imprint she, she, oh, she, she has a time limit. Yeah, basically. she's like a time time delay. Okay, let me do a quick plot thing. Yeah. I think we were doing There are two aliens <laughs> that are at war, and she is a arranged marriage to... One of the leaders from the other alien. Look at that. Well, that's right to it. Good kiss. He opened his mouth that real early. There was open no mouth kiss. Yeah. What she is is, sorry, baby. A gotta go. Essentially, a blank slate, who becomes whoever she's in the room with. She becomes the perfect mate to that person. So Riker's into fucking. So she's, because she's with Riker, into fucking. When she gets around Worf, she growls at him, because that's what Worf is into. When she's around Picard, she talks about archaeology and shit, because that's what Picard is into. She becomes whoever she's around, basically. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of her is that she's supposed to marry this dude and become his perfect... Mate, and in addition, it broker peace between these two warring species. Yeah, but meanwhile, this episode gets into all these kind of. I thought you said she broke her peace. Yeah, well, (laughs) she did break her peace. she did it with she Riker. Broke he broke yeah, Riker piece. taking yeah. the fucking high road. Riker out of takes here. the high road, but he, look so, at him. He's not happy about it. He says right now, I'm going to the holodeck. <laughs> He's like, I'll be jerking off in holodeck. <laughs> he says it. What? <laughs> I'm in the holodeck. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I watched this yep. episode the other day. Uh, I was like, holodeck oh my floor. God, they actually acknowledged it for once. I holodeck floor. Off to the the brothels of Selassie Off to Rice. Somewhere on the ship. It's now. It's time for some Jamaharon. He just announced that. Somewhere on the ship's like, God damn it. Some lower deck slub. I just cleaned that. Clean that holodeck for. Hey, man, train me, train me. I don't want to clean it. I don't want to clean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at him. Look at the way he tears into that brioche. He's just like, he's so irritated right now. He's just slime. He's like, I'm putting some jam on this bread, but in a very angry way. <laughs> Jamming the frack out of that bread. Yeah, Beverly is not. Meanwhile, happy Beverly about is it. the for- the only voice of reason in this episode. Yeah, she's like, this is prostitution. This woman has no choice. Yeah. She's literally been grown Sold. since birth to do this. She's not genetically. She's like an anomaly. They're like they only one in a hundred years gets yeah. born or yeah. whatever. 
but they yeah, have special pheromones too, which is why it's so easy for right. men Although, to yeah, like. Yeah, it was also interesting that they said it happens to men a lot more in their race, which, right? So, but it's also weird that they're the women aren't affected by her. Mm-mm. Sure, That'd it's real fun. binary. Very binary. It's very nineteen ninety two. Only the men are horny for her. Well, in their Deanna whole is not even in okay. this episode. Deanna yeah. is not even in no, this no. episode. She refused to be. And yeah. this feels like an episode where Deanna would have some things to say <laughs> about what's yeah, going on. Beverly's Deanna's an empath. Voices. Why isn't she involved in all of this? She would ruin the fun. She would absolutely ruin I the think fun. the real answer is that the writers were like, if Deanna's in this one, she's going to ask some questions yeah, exactly. that we like don't, as writers, don't have answers <laughs> to. No, why so let's it? just say she's at a conference or something. Yeah, exactly. As we as an all-white male right. writers <laughs> Exactly right. Straight, of shape men. With wives and daughters who we don't have to explain things to. So here's where the question comes in. She bonds with Picard. But the question that I couldn't figure out is, is this legit? Or is this just her doing what she does right she's because they they say that she's in this like heightened state of horniness right because she's about to get married to the guy so she has this effect on every man she meets Mm -hmm. she's throwing off these pheromones no one can resist her but it's unclear to me whether she has any say in the matter the more I thought about this episode, the more I was like, this kind of episode is kind of about like, like, can this person, is this person competent to make the choice that she's making? Or has, yeah. like, through or has she been, because groomed. she's been born and groomed into this her entire life, it's almost like being in a cult, like Scientology so or something. agency's been groomed like she, out of her. Does yeah. she have the agency to make the decision that she makes. I think she would say yes. Well, of course that, she would. No, that's, but that's the, the argument problem. of the show. That's the whole argument of the show is well, that she makes I mean, that argument. She, she isn't that the point of her like increased attraction to Picard because of all the men she meets, she's the only one that's actually interested in what she feels. But she just becomes more like Picard, which is her whole deal. But but if by becoming was, more like Picard, she gives herself more agency because, because Picard she becomes it. more like Picard. Yeah, exactly. But the but initial that's motivation just, that's just that's just a personality transfer from him. It's not her. But, but the question is who is she? Even even if it is a, a person even if it comes from him It's opening her her to to have openness. Yes. You know? Which I will tell you an interesting fact about that when we get to the ending of the episode. Because there is an alternate ending to this episode that they wrote but did not film that I think makes this episode. (laughs) Can we watch what this guy is doing? Six points better. (laughs) Is that guy doing some mad xylophone? That is a a real life instrument. I looked it up. I forget what it's called, but it's like they brought it in to be like a weird alien instrument. But it's your classic, like, sort of string. He's doing it like he was a clockwork automaton. He's like, she's at the height of her sexual allure. (sighs) Okay, so what's happened is they've confined her to quarters. He has, the ambassador. Yeah. 
and give her data. And <laughs> and what she's the reason he's confined her to quarters is look, this woman is walking sex, and every man who comes into contact with her is going to lose his goddamn mind. So I'm keeping her in the in her quarters for the safety of the ship. Yeah. And John looks like, well, I still feel bad that she's locked in her room. The Ferengis can run anywhere they want. <laughs> yeah. So I'll put the robot in charge yeah. because <laughs> she won't have any effect on him. And, then, and Data's like, sure, I'll show you around. Let me take you into 10 forward where, where people they're... drink and hook up. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing weird will happen in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the guys I like that like they didn't brief data like why he was the, given this assignment or right. that's why I feel everyone's preoccupied. Yeah. <laughs> They're not usually too preoccupied to inform people what's happening. Hey. Meanwhile, hey. who are these guys? Yeah. yeah. These are just random aliens who are on the ship this week. Gross. Yeah. But they're like they're like dude bros. They're just like, hey, look at this sexy lady. Yeah. <laughs> Data's like, I'm a gentleman. Put your hand, put your arm through my elbow. I feel like they wouldn't do that around like somebody, I guess, of Data's stature. But you know, whatever. It, you can't she have just this immediately moment. starts like broing out with right, these guys because her whole deal is she becomes whoever she's around. Yeah, so she's around broy dudes, and she starts she starts talking about how much she loves sports and cheeseburgers. Right, like <laughs> yeah, this is good girl. Right, sports, this sports, is sports. this is good Amy from Good Girl just being like. All I, I I don't know why I don't g- gain weight. All I eat is French fries and pizza, <laughs> and all I love is dick. You know, that's like basically what she becomes in this moment. This is why it's so hard to figure out whether she has any like internal like agency yeah. at all, because every time you see her. I mean, well, now she's going to growl at Re- at Worf and be like, <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I I like this performance. I'm not I'm it reminds me so much of the outcast because it's the exact same problem. They're trying to do something that has a sort of progressive message. And the outcast, it's about, oh, you know, the fish is there. There's the fish. Mm hmm. It's about gay people, and in this episode, it's about sort of like women being forced into you know relationships that they don't want to be a part of. But they don't uh, they they don't quite like zoom in on it enough to make it really like clear what the point they're making is. I, except that oh, this is sad. Yeah, like that's the point of the outcast. Like oh, this is sad. She got mind wiped and yeah. now she doesn't like Riker anymore. That's sad. This episode has another sort of classic, oh, that's sad kind of ending. Well, I think it's like they're too afraid to go do a full stance on it. And well, just... I think I think like the outcast, this is just reflective of like the limitations of their understanding at the time. So like, do you pre- the to come away from it with just the appreciation of like, here's a female character who they gave, despite like what her character's agency is. She in the episode is showing agency and like, I am a sexual being and I am empowered by that because that's what I was built to do and I'm fucking doing it and I do it well. So like to me, I'm just like, I look at it as kind of like a 
you know, just a reflection of the time and be like, oh, good on them for trying, you know? Mm-hmm. This is just like a, a look and a peek into the understanding of their culture, what they, of what they thought about these things, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they also felt like they could push it so far and kind of like have a somewhat progressive message without like a- alienate and without being too definitive or, you know, and possibly alienating anybody. So, you know, getting getting people to look at this issue from a different perspective probably yeah. was doing more than most shows were doing about these kinds of things. So. It's like talking to your old relatives and the first time they thought felt themselves doing something progressive and they're just like yeah i marched for so-and-so's rights you're like good for you mm-hmm. you're still you're still kind of saying wrong things <laughs> but yeah. yeah you're like you're still a little racist grandma but good for you <laughs> your mm-hmm. heart was on the right side uh i completely agree with all of that and i'm not i don't even hate this episode i like this episode yeah it's I kind think of a she, fun role i think she she's fun with it she's mm-hmm. actually terrific yeah, in it because she gets to do all these different things yeah. right? the best part it's a real kind of she's showcase it. yeah it's a real showcase for her as a guest star because she gets to play all of these different personalities for real when she and got she's this job. and she's very good in it yeah she's a scene stealer and it's not solely because she's gorgeous no no she's, she's, she's quite good at this whole well it's also like rare that because most of the time the star trek like guest star is just somebody who's an old actor who's been <laughs> yeah. doing this shit for 20 uh, years push, Some old baby. how often is yeah. the guest star becomes a a movie star yeah. after they did you know you got sure. ashley judd <laughs> right who was on there but yeah there's not a lot uh, most of the people are just tv actors you you get an actual movie star that can do a movie star uh, you know, yeah. performance it, it just elevates the show. You know what this is but giving? See, uh, this is giving Amy Adams in the first season of The Office. Sure. You know? When you watch it together, you're like, holy shit. God, Amy Adams, that. even before that, is in uh, an episode of The West Wing in like like a one episode guest star that it's like, holy shit, there's Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. But oh, sorry to keep. Uh, I'm, go- I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep harping on this. The one on, on the this. left is Amy Adams, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't mean to keep harping on this, yeah. but I kind of do. She just said to him in that scene in her office, "He's like, I don't think this is a good idea," and she and he's like, "Why do you keep bothering me?" And she says to him. There can only be one reason, because you want me to. Right? Yeah. Which implies that she has no, like, internal will of her own. That the only reason she's flirting with Jean-Luc is because that's what she does. She flirts with whoever she's in the room with. And she literally, like, became an archaeologist in that scene. She was like, oh, yeah, these are the rocks of blah, blah, blah. And also, I love Shakespearean sonnets. And John looks like, hey, I like all those things too. And she's like, yeah, that's my whole deal. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Ferengis have fucking killed the announcer. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> he was so easy to kill, though. He uh, he's die. not dead. He's, he's not dead. But now John Luke. Threw him through a glass table. This is an excuse <laughs> so glass. that John Luke has to, like. Boy, that's a sparkly look at the space sheet blanket. she's got, yeah. he's got on there. Yeah. Does she have any. And look at the blue and red goo in the background. These erections really down low. They yeah. used to have spray <laughs> bottles, remember, Sean? I know. Now, now they, they have. They just have tubs of goo. Yeah. 
It used to be all Barbasol. Cranial skull dysplasia? Is that what she said? Cran- yeah, she said some nonsense. <laughs> Apparently, they liked this look so much that they reused it when they... Uh, yeah, the dots on Jadzia. Yeah, it became the the. It became the look before, of the trill. They, yeah, they become the trill because she's not a trill. But no, she's got the trill makeup. Dots are gonna dot. In the trills, it goes like all the way down the shoulder and yeah. sides of their bodies. But, uh, seriously, don't you think Deanna would have some shit to say about all of this? Sure. A woman who literally is an empath like this woman. And she's not here at all. This I week. don't know. I think it would just turn into a big cat fight. <laughs> That's you what do? the writer said. Yeah. That's what the writer They're like, said. well, it would just be I obvious. Mean, you can't have two women in the same room. They're two women going to fight. Talking to each other. Or yeah. kiss. <laughs> or oh, kiss. There go. Bingy, bingy, bingy. I look how excited. <laughs> Jean Luc loves this shit. He's an arch. He loves this kind of stuff. He's like, I have to go ding dong, ding dong. (laughs) She's doing such a good job of pretending to be into this. So because the ambassador (laughs) is in a coma now, Jean-Luc has to take over and conduct the ceremony. Oh, poor Jean-Luc. No, he loves this. I know. I know. This is the stuff he loves. He's like, I get to play around with a ancient thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, ooh, ceremony. Yeah, he loves the ceremonial. My, he loves the ceremonial accordion outfit. or whatever yep. that is. Not an <laughs> my accordion. Formal xylophone. It's not a xylophone because it's got strings. What do you call a stringed version of a xylophone? Harp? No, but like that, that you, you bang with on. With a... Is it a glockenspiel? No. Glockenspiel is basically a. They're just a portable. Hold on, a... I'll tell you. Is it a dulcimer? I read it earlier. A Balinese gamelan instrument. Ooh, the the producers brought in Balinese musicians to provide the piece of music heard in the episode. Hmm. Thanks, Memory oh, Alpha. That's cool. I knew you'd know. Hmm. Got some culture in there. Mm-hmm. Balinese. Well, ba- the, from, Bali. From, from Bali. Where's Bali? But everybody now. Is Bali in the in, South Pacific? In, 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 Indonesia. Indonesia. Well, in Indonesia. Strangely enough, I've been there. Oh, okay. It's where they play. Their all the beaches are nude. And really, many of them. That's what I was told by the Balinese waiter I had on a cruise I went once. <laughs> many of them are. Our hotel was, and I. Was so this is Professor X and Jean Grey, like <laughs> yep. having a whole yep. episode together before they become Professor X and Jean yeah. Grey. The amount of conversations they would have as X Men later on. Kind of and she calls herself a mutant in yeah, this episode, yeah. which yeah. is funny. So basically, Cannon. she's saying to him, look, I've been my entire life has been spent to building towards this one goal. I've been trained by tutors. She's literally an arranged marriage. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. a royal family it's kind Regency. of situation. It's yeah. the king and I or yeah. something like that. She's literally been, from the moment they realized that she was this metamorph, she's been trained by tutors. That's why she knows all about archaeology and shit when she talks to Jean-Luc. She's been trained to be this perfect woman. 
Which again raises the question of if you've been trained your entire life, if you're Giovanni Rabisi and your parents were Scientologists and you've spent your entire life growing up in Scientology, would it even occur to you to question Scientology? Like, I don't know. You could say that about any religion, but yeah. 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 So this is more culty than religion either. You, like, you were saying that uh, she's got the spots like like Dax. Yeah. She was supposed to play Dax. Oh, yeah. She was auditioned. Yeah, auditioned. Yeah, I read yep. that too. But she turned it down, and then that's when Terry, so Terry Farrell got it. She was like, I'm going to go be a movie star. They've already had movies. they've already had trills on the show, but the makeup was it different. It looked different, though. So they, they Look at went, this guy. When they went this is the guy. fucker she's <laughs> supposed to marry. <laughs> Look at this guy. Yeah. Here's another thing I would have changed. I would have made him more attractive so, because it's then it's a more difficult choice. Yeah. Like, making him this fucking... Weird ass looking asshole, <laughs> and it's not just that he looks weird; he's also just a dick. I yeah. just the way he's holding his chin right now. Yeah, you can like tell it. from the second you see him, like he's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. If they had made him less like this, it would make her dilemma a little more interesting dramatically. If she was <laughs> like, "Oh, I can actually imagine, you know, a life with this person." <laughs> Yeah, that it would should be have a been like Antonio Sobato Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even that, but just like somebody she wasn't immediately repulsed by. <laughs> yeah. Like every vibe of this guy is, I'm a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, they want to pound this know, point. They want to pound this point home really hard. Yeah, and so. he really likes those fall colors. <laughs> Star Trek is not famous for its subtlety, even Any, even today. Anybody in a Janet Jackson video would have been a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. Any like, of Madonna's backup dancers. Yeah. The other thing this episode had, we missed it. There's a scene where that scene where the Ferengi was at the tell Jordy to take to to get rid of him. Jordy tells him, "Have you seen the dolphins yet?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's the first him, reference oh, yeah. to the, the, only, the a reference to the cetacean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it only there's... took him thirty years to actually <laughs> put him on screen. Astro navigation. There are dolphins on board the it, Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> I actually know about that. Boy, those dolphins yeah, must get. Where that's from? That's... Those yeah, dolphins yeah. must get knocked they... around a lot. Think about how often that ship is getting like <laughs> banged <laughs> around. Their, water, their tanks <laughs> must lose water constantly. I mean, right? it must yeah. be a real <laughs> process. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes from that 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 involved dolphins was like. Boimer jumps into the water with the shoes on. Right. And they're like, come on, you have like, shoes on, man. Gross. <laughs> Take your shoes you off your when shoes you on. jump into our pool. <laughs> it's like those old, when you remember, when we were kids, did you guys have those signs when you go to some kids who had a oh, pool yeah. who would say, like, don't, yeah. we don't. Something we don't something something in your toilet. We don't swim in your toilet, don't pee in our pool or yeah. something like that. Yeah. People used to think it was funny to put signs up reminding you not to, to not pee. pee in their They didn't work. Pool. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. did not work. They found out their effectiveness I've was I've peed in a thousand pools. <laughs> it's like, I've I didn't want to pee. I've peed in, in every like pool I've ever swum in. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And when you saw that sign, you just were like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be twice. I'm, I'm saving gonna be, up for yeah. one now. I'm going to poop a little. It's not even my fault. <laughs> there is something about being immersed in water that yeah. makes you want makes to pee. And when somebody says pee in your pool, you read that sign, you're like, no, I'm talking about now. 
how old. Yeah. Like, it's not even a kid. Like, I still... And I don't even think that's bad, honestly. I think it's fine. I think everybody knows... Yeah. That's why they dump so much chlorine okay, in there. remind me not to let <laughs> mad into my hot tub. I've already peed in your hot tub. <laughs> Too late, yeah. motherfucker. Dang. He been in mine, and he saw him. He was peeing yeah. over the edge like Alvin in that yeah. sticker. He's like a fountain. You think I didn't pee in your hot tub when we got home from the marathon? Think again. <laughs> I thought you were too de- dehydrated to pee. It wasn't even cold. Why would it make you go pee? <laughs> Warm makes you go pee just as much. That makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> so Picard is kind of trying to make the point that I'm that I've been making. Picard kind of says, How do I know you are who you are being right now and not just what I want you to be? But that's an impossible question yeah, right. to answer. It kind of pokes up. Because, a... of course, she's going to say, I'm really into you. Mm-hmm. But how do you believe her when you know the whole point of her is to say things like that? I mean, well, get her in a room with her girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And then when she spills the tea. I like this tea set. I, I I like this tea set a lot. It's got little like divots for the cups. Put the cups in yeah. there. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. It's like the first space age thing that makes goddamn sense. <laughs> <laughs> like that isn't yeah. actually worse than what we have now. I know <laughs> those shiny sheets and yeah. the weird glassware. Yeah. The forks. Forks that, with at least yeah. they got rid of the circular playing cards. Oh my god. You try to shuffle cards that are circular. We have a game that has circular playing cards, and you just can't shuffle them. They yeah. have no you can't get purchased. Yeah, there's nowhere to get purchased. They just flip out of your hand. It's a fucking disaster. They just shoot out. It's impossible. It's just not her insides idea. were you a just rocket. Find place them everywhere. Where my seed could find no purchase. Every time I hear the word purchase, I think of yeah. that fucking movie. Uh, so Beverly is trying to help Jean-Luc <laughs> because earlier in the episode, she was like, it's prostitution. It's enforced prostitution. It's, mm-hmm. you know, but now she's trying to record, not record. Jean-Luc's like, I've fallen in love with her. This is exactly like the scene from The Outcast where Riker goes to Deanna, except in this one. Beverly actually has something helpful to say. Yeah, except he's like, oh, he just said that he's hoping you don't show up. Yeah, it would be surprised. Like this is as emotional as Jean Luc usually gets about something like this. It's a typically he would be very like, you know, Jean Lucy about it. It's just like the Outcast. It's I've fallen in completely and madly in love with this person that I've, I've known, known for, for twenty four hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> makes no at least this one sense. At least this one the, it makes sense. The person sense that he's fallen in love with is made for you is to fall in love with. Right. Literally built for lovers. <laughs> like juicing you with their pheromones. Yeah, Look at this. Pheromone. This is very this is actually a sweet scene between the two of them. As much as I've been yeah. Shit talking oh, this episode. You've always got a shoulder. It's a very sweet oh, the episode. USB port. There okay. it is. Mm. Stick it in tight. So I guess I mean that really is the best port, and we'll never get better. Except we'll just make it bigger. 
That's, I like that's his the dress. Sure. Yeah. Wait, do you see hers? Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Pride of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein wishes. Okay, girl. We're gonna go. Okay, so it's like she's. This is memory alpha. Costume designer Robert Blackman found creating the wedding gown particularly challenging, as in the script, it was merely described as quote the most incredible gown a woman has ever worn, unquote, (laughs) giving no indication as to what it actually looked like. (laughs) It looks like a communicator. Blackman was proud of his work on this episode, commenting, I thought the clothes in The Perfect Mate were interesting. Interesting is the word I would also use. Yeah. Because it's the ambassador's whole thing with the gloves at the beginning. And then it's her. Kind of Those are the two big dress that she wears the rest of the time. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, they like that high neck. From the, the ambassador had that too. I mean, it, it's it. It feels in. It feels consistent with the episode, is what I would say. Yeah. It just feels very Star Trekky. It's yeah. very shiny and it's got kind weird of cuts, like and, over the top, yeah. and like it's that's what Star Trek future. looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this show is what Star Trek looks like to me. Yeah, what I don't like one of the few, one of the things that sometimes bothers me about modern day Star Trek is when they're just wearing like t shirts and stuff. And it's like you never saw anybody wearing a t shirt. (laughs) It takes me out of it (laughs) on the old show. (laughs) If you're gonna wear a t shirt, it's got to be sparkly. It yeah. should be, yeah, wear a t-shirt, fine, but make it out of glitter. Yeah, yeah. Make, it have, ha, make it have a weird <laughs> V cut that goes off to the side. Right, give yeah. it a weird, yeah. like, a... show one nipple for, yeah. no, for no reason. That's right, yeah. show one nipple. Yeah. Or ha- yeah so just exactly. cut a hole in the le- yeah, where the left a- Asymmetrical is. cuts asymmetrical in, nipple. The, in the collar. Yeah. <laughs> then you can wear a t-shirt. That is fine. That guy's got a hat right bang there. It was the note for all of this Where? Where was Carrot Top when this episode <laughs> was right so there? What are you talking about? <laughs> He's about I, to be born between these two join. <laughs> they're they're like, about to join. They're about to make a Carrot Top. I feel like the note for this guy's fashion was, he's doing foliage all the time. Yeah. Give me leaves. Mm-hmm. Give me autumn. <laughs> yeah. It is very green and gold. Yeah. Gwen, the green knight. Give me the... the uh, Impending death of the seasons. Yeah, that's this guy. It looks like a sh- yeah. Puck. <laughs> it's it, Puck was on stir. <laughs> yeah, it's giving autumn. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, heartbreaking. Oh no. So let's rewind. Not literally, but let's just metaphorically for a, re- Never go for back. a second. That's what he's doing. He's going back he's because like, the episode's over. Like, yeah. Right. Oh no, he has to like. Send her say off. Goodbye. But he, he, she did say right before they walked in, she's like, she already Too told late. him. I imprinted on you. Yeah. I'm so that's the big reveal, guy. right? Is that like sh- the whole point of her is that she can pick one person to bond with. And once she's the reason she, everyone's hot for her now is because she hasn't chosen yet. So she's ah. giving off these uh, irresistible attractiveness uh, pheromones. But once she picks somebody, she settles down into one personality, Mm -hmm. specifically a personality designed for that person. 
So that's why she was in the bubble at the beginning because they didn't want her going around getting all, everybody all riled up. Yeah. Gotcha. She wasn't supposed to be exposed until she got married, but then the Ferengi showed up and fucked everything up like they do. Mm-hmm. I like how he just had this whole thing. He's like, you know, I'm 200 years old and so I don't worry about Right, I don't get horny me, anymore. That's I don't know why how you managed to get away with okay. not getting imprinted on. And the, the I'm allowed inside. to hang out with her because I'm too, I can't get a boner anymore because yeah. I'm 300 <laughs> years old. So anyway, in the right before the wedding, she tells Picard, "I've I've chosen to bond myself to you. I've chosen to alter my personality." To be your perfect mate, even though I'm still going to go through mm-hmm. with the wedding, which feels like a really fucking tragic ending, but, honestly, because very at least if she had bonded with the guy she was marrying, at least she, in theory, would be happy, happy right. because she would now be, she'll be miserable, but just doing it out of a sense her of Her personality duty. would be just like his. This is where I keep coming back to, like, consent with because it's like she's going to be happy with whoever she picks right because her personality is going to adapt so i guess the free will is that she chooses not to yeah right Right. that's the moment of free will right she chooses but is that her free will or is that jean luke's because she's already been influenced she could have she could have chosen other people that she happened to cross you know i think she made a choice i think that sort of indicates that that's who she wanted to yeah, I guess choosing there leaves there's at least some level of agency. I mean, she, she ran chose. into a right. lot of she options. Did, she could have picked Worf for somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. She was making out with Riker right, <laughs> right. off the bat. Right, she was she was ready she to said, fuck. She Riker. sent Riker off to the showers in the holodeck four. Yes, she did. I mean, she could she could have not made a choice until the, her mate. So, I mean, I think the fact that she makes a choice shows. And well, her, then it, she makes the choice to continue to get to marry the guy because that's so what, that the you can bring peace to yeah, the yeah. That's what that's her duty. John Luke would do and want but his But that's a Jean Luc choice. Yeah. Is that her choice well, or is that a Jean Luc choice? Because uh, she's like, I want to pattern myself. Uh, you said Luke. there was an alternate. And even if it is her choice, is it her choice because it's her choice or is it her choice because that's when she's been literally raised to do for the last 30 years? Well, I so think- she's like, of course, I'm going to go through with my duty. It's the only reason I'm alive. Is that a choice? Love is love is love is love is love. Yeah. What was the alternate ending? Tell us the alternate ending. The alternate ending. She she gets Uh, in the shuttle with Riker and... uh, She joins Riker in Holodeck 4. (laughs) Troy shows up. There were two two alternate endings. Two. Yeah. Uh... One of which they actually filmed. It's apparently on the deleted scenes, if you watch this season, uh, which had Picard intervening during the ceremony to stop the wedding, only to reveal that his abrupt intervention was only in his, imagine- his imagination and the ceremony continued. So a little like fantasy moment yeah, where Picard steps in. Yeah, that's weird. That would have been very it. out of character for the show, yeah. it seems like. Patrick Stewart liked the idea, but was overruled by Rick Berman. So the other one 
has Kamala, Kamala interrupting the ceremony herself to decline both Alric, that's the name of the guy she was supposed to marry, mm-hmm. and Picard. She says through Picard's influence, she's been enlightened and is going off in search of adventure, leaving both men standing there. Oh, I like that. That, one. that feels like, like the right ending. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's that's so. I think that, that gives the credit to the writers room. They at least considered that as like a good, like a potential ending. Right. Yeah, right? Michael like, Piller, who was one of the writer producers on that show, he that was his pitch for the ending that but he says he was yeah. overruled I, I think you know 20 years later that would be the ending maybe right mm-hmm. that feels yeah, like yeah. the ending mm-hmm. they would do now yeah. Yeah. right yeah at least it was bandied about but at the time way. but at the time i guess it's more like like you said it's more she chooses duty duty over over, yeah. over the self the, the most picardy of it's it. very which picardy. is a very picardy thing to do well and Regency. Right. We, made it, we made it through. That's it. Picard, Picard's perfect mate would just not choose Picard because she'd probably be obligated to some other higher right. cause, so he's doomed. Right. It's sort of a classic, nobody who would love me would love me because they would be too busy being yeah. amazing. Being yeah. yeah. The person that would love me would be Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. They call that the Picard maneuver. <laughs> the Picard yeah. maneuver. Hoisted by your own Picard, yeah. On Star Trek Picard, are you guys? Am I the only person yeah, watching I this think, season I, of Star Trek Picard? I have not started yet. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, it's crazy. <laughs> I'll talk to you in fifteen years. Yeah. See you in fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. Get there eventually. Thank you very much for listening. Go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. You rate, review, and subscribe. Do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Track. <laughs> <laughs> Sean decided he was going to be my hype man yeah, while I'm yeah, doing yeah, the credits. He's gassing it. <laughs> uh, email us at warpthepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Reply all. And whatever else. I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just yeah. Google it. We have warped. to do one more episode tonight, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as good as this it's one. It's not as good. It's worse than this one. <laughs> so stay tuned. 6.1. Hey, if you're listening to this, get ready for but the next the next episode. episode is a whoop. Yeah, it is a whoop. Whoop, whoop. So I we get a lovely uh, Aaron intro next week. And until <laughs> that time, my name is Sean. My name is Matt. I'm Jake. Leap. Aaron. Hey. Good night, everybody.